am special guest Beatriz Hats. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always, alongside me on the other side of the internet is your faithful uh, co host, Trevor. That's right. Hey, Trevor, how are you? I'm doing well. Just, just tried out that new that new intro. I was so inspired by our special guest's great uh, great introduction that that I, I figured I'd give give something new a shot. Yeah, no, she was really good at it. She's uh, definitely been uh, behind the microphone before a few times, or or she's just a natural, actually. But yeah, um, totally, yeah, yeah totally yeah. a pro at, at the communications end of things. Def- definitely a pro. Um, among among many things, I think we learned from a, a great. Uh, great conversation is how to how to deliver an awesome uh, intro uh, yeah. to yourself. Yeah. I always I learn every week on this podcast. I learn tons of different things from our listeners, from our guests, from you, um from the process of self-discovery that I'm going through on air, but this week <laughs> this week I learned even more than usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree. Um and we'll certainly get get to the interview in 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 just a bit. Um I feel like it's been a pretty big. It, this could be a, a function of the fact that that this this last week was actually probably two weeks, but yeah, I feel like we've we've had a lot happen and had a lot to to try to cover. Yeah, this is one of those uh, power motion picnic hour signature eighteen day weeks. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how mu- how much should we cover before going to the interview and how much after? Should we split it up somehow? I think we should split it up a little bit. I mean, the the mailbag is is bursting. We might not even be able to get through it all today okay. uh, we might need to come back to some on the next episode which um thankfully is, is being recorded in, in much less than 18 days um so so that that sort of part two on the mailbag might not be might might not be too bad let's do one quick mailbag that i got that was um really a correction which is okay. when, when i yeah. referenced the scene in home alone last episode where they're running through the airport and i sang the song and i couldn't identify what song i was singing it was, um, and I don't have this written down anywhere, but it's from the Nutcracker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was singing, um, you know, the whatever, the song from the Nutcracker, which I should have known, actually, because I was in uh, the high school concert band, and we played that every Christmas, and I played that melody on the glockenspiel. <laughs> Probably um, four years in a row. Um, and then another mailbag entry followed up to tell me, and that's not even the song that they're running to, in the airport <laughs> uh they're running to uh, run run rudolph by chuck berry that sounds yeah that that sounds that sounds more accurate um yeah. so and... unless like my parents made a special edited copy of home alone that they took out all the rock and roll because it was devil music and put tchaikovsky in instead uh which feels unlikely um cause I, yeah. mostly because i don't think my parents are technically capable of doing that but as regular listeners uh to the show feel free parents to write into the mailbag and let me know if you did alter our copy of home alone <laughs> in a very bizarre way to 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 just swap out uh that particular this the song on well i guess we don't know maybe they swapped out all the music yeah. but, maybe uh, they did that in all of our films right yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe that maybe that explains why our version of uh the sound of music had so many judy collins numbers in it <laughs> or uh, yeah it's so much harry chapin who i i know my mother loved um, and I actually did see Home Alone in the theaters. So, so yeah. In any case, I was glad that you you actually sung the song because if you had just referenced the name, I I, I would have done an, another one of those sort of like you know nod and laugh, but but not actually know what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, I should have brought a Glockenspiel 
to this taping so I could have played it. Well, maybe maybe next time. Um, Stay tuned. Let's see. And I'm trying to think maybe any other um, mailbag to get to before the interview. Um, I guess since we were talking a bit about sort of the strength of the um, uh, the 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 running community in in well, in this case, we were talking about uh, the Netherlands, I think, as part of our part of Correct. our interview. But um, but in terms of our listening community, we have a bigger concentration in in Belgium, and uh, we did get one mail bag, uh, sort of to, covering a little bit of running in Belgium. Um, which was a bunch of people running through a street with torches. And uh, it was suggested maybe maybe a, a torch division for next year's Community Mile. Sounds terrifying and awesome, and I'm all for it. All right. There you have it. <laughs> Done. Listen, you can't reason with the mob. If the, um, if the, if the wild, angry, torch-wielding mob wants to run through the Community Mile, they're just going to do it. <laughs> they're uh, going to do it. That's just the part of history we're living through. They just have to report both the time and uh, and 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 level of enjoyment. Exactly. Um, when I guess, I mean, sorry, I, I take it back. One last thing is because um, it's community mile related, so might as well hit it now. Um, Do it, Tom. Tom Bosworth, uh, inspiration for for the the format, um, wrote in uh, a running time. Enter the time. What What did he um, give us? Five seventeen. He ran a five seventeen mile. Correct. Beating, so beating his walking mile. Wow! New uh, breaking news: Bosworth beats Bosworth. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. It's very exciting, um, and I I feel like he was so inspired by uh, the event um, that he's now going to to he's training to run a sub five. That's his next goal. When does he have an event he's going to participate in? I, I have to imagine. 2024 community mile but who knows well that's that's exciting i can't wait for that event in person uh possibly sponsored by bobos um and uh as always what is the line what do those what does the who say say hello to the new boss same as the old boss <laughs> so that's not the line <laughs> i think it was tchaikovsky who said um <laughs> anyway good job tom on, on beating your mile we're excited. Congrats, Tom. Knew you could do um, it. Knew you could do it. Um, and that answer, that goes back and answers a very old mailbag question. Can, that we got about 10, 12, uh, 20 episodes ago. Can Tom Bosworth run faster than a Bosworth mile? Mm-hmm. And he was wondering himself. And yeah. so uh, I think a real sense of accomplishment there. So congrats. Congrats, uh, special guest and, uh, and Olympic power walker uh, record holder, Tom Bosworth. Yeah, we actually, wow, we're learning more and more as this episode goes on. We certainly are, certainly are. All right, well, I guess maybe we can come back to some more mailbag and a couple other pieces of business, but um, what do you think? Should we go go into the interview? Yeah, let's go to our awesome interview, and then uh, we'll see each other back on the other side where we could uh, reignite our weekly discussion about which season is the best. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. We're both just talking about how we've both been, like, sick. <laughs> Like, oh my god you guys too yeah, yeah. we we were both sick last time we talked we and we both got better i think and then got sick again are you sick yes i am i came back from chile and they were like they tested me a couple days later they were like yeah you gotta go home oh my god oh no covid or 
Yeah. So yeah. it's actually not too bad. I I got COVID light. So okay. 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 <laughs> what is, is this COVID your... light? It, it's it's just like not as bad. I don't know. Okay. Like, oh, are you struggling? I'm like, no, I guess I got the light. Right uh, nice. Yeah. I had, I had COVID as well. Um, and mine was pretty bad though for the first like 24 hours and then it was okay. So really? yeah, I thought I was just exhausted from travel. So I gave myself a couple of days and then I was like, mm, I still kind of feel like trash. <laughs> <laughs> are you I, feeling any better? Uh, Yeah, significantly better. Just needed a lot of rest, I think. Good, good. Have you been able to run? Or are you still just totally resting? Oh, no, we're, I'm just totally resting right now. Yeah, yeah. no, I haven't run in, uh, I don't know, a week and a half. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then getting back to it is always like the struggle. Yeah. yeah. Feels so out of shape. Yeah, exactly. And I can never tell if I'm like, um, if I'm like, just it's just coming back to running or if I'm still sick and I'm like, you know. Right. And it's and, always the worst. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'll get. I'll maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I think. I think the last run I did was as I was getting over another sickness, and my my heart rate was elevated, and that that was either like the beginning of COVID or or I'm just out of shape from not running enough because I've been sick. So it's 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 tough to say. Yeah, I feel yeah. like when you're sick, you get out of shape a lot quicker because your body's just like fighting itself. It's all it's working on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad this episode is becoming a themed episode about uh, <laughs> sickness and, and running while sick and, and coming back. That's good. It's you know I mean it makes it a very special edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. It does. It does. Um, and I guess before before we forget, we do usually like to ask um, if you don't mind uh, just saying your name and just a little bit about yourself. Any sort of introduction would be would be awesome. Oh, sick. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm Beatriz Hatz, and I am a Paralympian for Team USA and a Nike athlete. Um, I run the 100 meters, 200 meters, and long jump, and I'm a below-the-knee amputee, so that's my disability. Awesome. Welcome on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was a very uh, kind of succinct and complete introduction, um, and I know our past special guests can't learn from it, but maybe future special guests can <laughs> learn. That That's how it's done. <laughs> that's how it's done. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of accolades too. I think uh, you're definitely our first, uh, probably our first sponsored athlete. Um, we, we did have an Olympian, uh, an, an Olympic yes. walker. Second Olympian, maybe second sponsored athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's the first? I think Tom, Tom Bosworth. Uh, it was sponsored by, had to have been sponsored by somebody. He must be. Yeah. He's as the, a world record holder. Yeah. He, he holds okay. the, the world record for the race walking mile. Which oh, is wow. which is quite fast, um, faster than any of us can run. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, like he hold on like your hips too. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, it's it's a crazy like technique. It's definitely it, he, and he, he walks like put a toll on his body too. He had, oh, to, he had to retire because of yeah because of injury or strain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But so you were saying you just got back from some travel and you were you were doing a running event? Yeah, so I ran in Santiago, Chile. Um, it was for the Para Pan American Games. So I competed in the 100, 200 long jump. And then I was also part of the 4 by 100 meter universal relay. Oh, so nice. that was really fun. Yeah. Very cool. How'd you do? Were you happy with your your uh, your effort? 
Oh, yeah, I walked away with medals and everything. So I got two golds, a silver, and a bronze from the relay. Oh, that's oh, amazing. That's amazing. That's awesome. Way to go. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you. congratulations. And so you're, are you also training for Paris? Is that kind of the deal yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be training for Paris for sure. And then before Paris, we have world championships. So I don't know if I'll be training for that or not. Um, there's a lot of athletes that are deciding whether or not they want to go to Worlds just because it's like two months before the Paralympic Games. Our schedule is so weird this year, this upcoming year. And that doesn't give you enough time to properly like rest and retrain, is it? It's just too close. Um, I think some athletes are just uncomfortable with the amount of travel because there's the possibility of getting sick. Um, your body can get like really tired, but it's a... I don't know. I to me, it's an opportunity to like compete, especially mm -hmm. with the same people that you're going to compete with at the Paralympics. Because the worlds, the worlds, world championships is a pretty big deal. It's a step below Paralympic Games. So mm -hmm. if you're gonna see your competition there. You're gonna see them again. So might as well like get some reps in with them. Um, yeah, I don't pra know. practice Everybody in front of the crowd, right? Yeah, but uh, I guess some people think differently. Um, and they don't want to travel, they don't want to do this or that. And then other athletes are like, no, I'm going to try to go do this. It also depends on like your coach and mm -hmm. whether or not he's going to tell you or he or she is going to tell you to like train through worlds or like, you know, we're going to compete and we want you to peak here or here. So I think oh, that's got it. Yes. you want to peak. Well, so my, some... oh, go ahead. I'll say my amateur uh, advice <laughs> is, uh, is go to worlds because as a musician, we always said that every gig is like 10 practices in one, you know, you get so much more out of it. Um, but there, I, also there's a massive disclaimer that you should probably not listen to my <laughs> music advice about running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you probably don't, or you might, I don't know, but in the trail, trail running world, ultra, ultra running um, this past year, have you ever heard of Courtney DeWalter? Does that name sound familiar? No. No. Okay. So she is, she is like by far the best, uh, uh, in the world that at like hundred meter plus or sorry, hundred mile plus like races. Wow. And, and it's the same sort of thing. They have like multiple, like very big races stacked up, um, pretty close to each other. So usually the, the runners are trying to decide like which one or two they might do. She did all three. And I think set record like course records in all of them and and won wow. all of them yeah yeah it was crazy so anyway if she could do it um what are you gonna do so are you thinking you're gonna do worlds i'm i'm thinking about it yeah i would think so nice uh, as long as like my prosthetic situation is doing good and like my legs are doing fine then yeah i think so we always say just listen to your body right yeah 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 and so what's like, what's the consideration with the prosthetic? Like you said, sort of, if it's doing well, like it, are there just changes or how does it, how do you sort of monitor that? So the prosthetic will easily like make or break your career. Uh, you have a bad prosthetic, you're not going to make it very far. Mm -hmm. And uh, finding the right prosthetist. So for the people who don't know what a prosthetist is, is a person who makes the prosthetics and uh, the prosthetic is what I wear for my running leg or, you know, walking leg, there's different types of prosthetics for different things. Mm -hmm. And I need a specific one for um, sprinting or jumping or lifting. And um, if you don't have a good 
socket, which is the part where your limb goes into, if it's not comfortable, then um, that could cause a lot of issues, right? Because what the the idea of the prosthetic is to kind of be like an extension of your body. I'm not supposed to, you know, be conscious of it all the time. Oh, mm -hmm. this thing hurts. This thing hurts. I want to take it off. It's supposed to be like, oh yeah, I forgot that, you know, whoa, I have a prosthetic. Let me just like pop this off before bed. Um, but it can, it can make or break your race if you're not set up at the correct angle. Right. So like, mm -hmm. because I don't have an ankle or a calf to fire, um, I have a like blade. And so that blade, the idea of that is that it will compress and release. And now what the prosthetist's job is to work with the coach and learn about running and kind of put that together and say, oh, okay, well, we're going to put the blade at this angle so that when you're running at this specific angle, it'll release you this way and it'll push you out instead of up. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm running the hundred, I don't want to pop up immediately. Um, but in long jump, I would much rather have like a higher vertical, right? So it, it's set up differently. And if it's uncomfortable, if it's rubbing in any way, if it's not set up correctly, then uh, you're just fighting yourself and your body the whole time. Um, I've run on blades that are too stiff and too soft. And now it's just about finding the, the right one. And finding the right prosthetist is really hard. Um, it's like dating. You, you got <laughs> Uh, cause if you don't, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I noticed I was watching some videos of you. I think they were from 2020 and in the long jump, I think I noticed that you're, um, jumping off your leg with the prosthetic. Is that correct? Yes. Is that, right. is that, is that common or is that less common or is it people go both ways? Uh, in the Paralympics, everybody jumps off of their prosthetic. Okay. Yeah. Cause we, so versus able-bodied people, um, you guys can run as fast as you can down the runway, but that's where where we like kind of lack is the runway. We don't have the same speed um, because of the lack of the leg. So then we make it up at the board when we use the prosthetic. Ah. So kind of like give or take. Cool. Oh, cool. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That was a, so, go ahead. And, and so it's, it, it sounds like in that case, it's more like that's, that's more about the efficiency and sort of what you can get from the jump versus it's not, yeah. that's not like mandatory. That's just the the most, that's like the best way to, to do it for, for yeah. you. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't think it's mandatory, but it would just be a very like poor choice to not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you, you could, you just lose. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Just lose the, people, the people who do it that way don't make it far enough that I would have seen videos of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I used to jump off my my sound side, my able-bodied side. Yeah. Uh, that was way and way back, like in high school. Okay. Was that was that more natural, or you were just more comfortable doing it? Yeah, it was more natural, and like I didn't have the right prosthetic at the time in high school, so I just didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. We had a math teacher telling us how to run track so oh sure we didn't have like actual like people who knew about track and field so they were just like oh wing it you just jump in the sand yeah <laughs> yeah exactly as far as you can go yeah yeah, yeah. i know I, I went to the kind of high school where i mean i think our our coaches were great our track coaches were wonderful but it was also not <laughs> the yeah, main no, thing they did <laughs> they're amazing humans just not you know but, the most track and field heavy no yeah exactly it's, right, it's, right. that's not what they're trained to do <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, 
Fun. Yeah. Oh, you know, I also watch videos of you running the hundred. So I would say you, you are very fast. Oh, um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, actually, so I was thinking, I think it was from the same competition. Probably there's some videos on YouTube. I think it was 2020. Um, I noticed you were running a hundred meters against four, um, four people from what the Netherlands. Oh right? yeah. Netherlands. And, yeah. Roy. Here's my question, and I've noticed this all over in, in track and field, but also in other sports. And my question is, why are Dutch people so fast? They're so tall, and they're just <laughs> they're tall, they're powerful, they have the right equipment, so they have probably, arguably, one of the best prosthetists in the world, and they've got it figured out. They They know, like, oh, for long jump, we need so-and-so set up at this angle and this angle. And then versus in America, um, I feel like there's a lot of pride that, that kind of gets in the way, pride and ego that gets in the way of, of figuring out what they, they can do for you. So like the prosthetists really do take pride in their work and that's amazing. But I think sometimes it can get in the way of um, finding out you know, what's best for whatever athlete. And um, the Dutch, they just got that dialed in. They, they, they've got it to a science. They look at the physics, they, you know, look at everything. And um, I, I think I want to go over there to see, or at least do a training camp if yeah. I can afford it. Or like, I, you know, I started to go fund me for, to, to go out there. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, very cool. See if, if their prosthetist would be willing to at least make me a socket or, you know. Yeah get it all dialed in they're destroying it so it's worth checking out yeah i mean well like yeah. i said there were there were four dutch athletes in that i think it was a final heat so like final heat yeah yeah so four dutch runners had made it <laughs> and yeah, you know four of everyone else or whatever yeah they're incredibly good they're they're very good they are my biggest competition in the world yeah that's well that's very cool um let's see so and thank you by the way for for sending over um a song so often on this this podcast we are primarily we advertise primarily as a running podcast but we we often go on these detours where we we talk music and uh and so you offered um uh a drake song um <laughs> rich flex so maybe tell us a little bit of you do you like to listen to that while you run is it a pump up song is it a workout song How, what like or do you just love the song i just i genuinely I'm in love with this man. I love Drake. <laughs> and <laughs> he's so uh Rich Flex is probably just one of my my favorite songs and like I I know so so much of it. I could probably sing it without the the music. <laughs> and it's just like it's my song that I go to for like all right, I'm just not having a good day, but you know what? This is going to make me happy. <laughs> and so yeah. like it will instantly change my mood and pump me up and get me like dancing and going and just like in a way better mood than I was in before even if I was already in a good mood it's Drake I'm gonna be in the best mood <laughs> that's that's cool it has like a lot of different sort of like tempos and styles almost it like sort of changes a lot through throughout I had never heard the song um until you recommended it so it was cool to to, to definitely check that out oh that's sick yes I really love like how um him and like 21 did the whole album it was really good Oh, did they do the, was it the whole album that they did together? Mm -hmm. Oh, very cool. I had never heard it either. And yeah, I listened to it as well. Although I, I didn't get a chance to run to it, um, which is how, you know, which is how I try to review 
songs that we songs of the week here not whether i like the song or not but whether it runs you know um, yeah it could be my favorite song in the world if it doesn't run it's you know for this the, for this show it's it's not good um yeah. but so i didn't get to run to it so i don't because i've been sick so i don't know you'll have to let me know when you do yeah i'll know i will i'll follow up I've, i spent enough time running that i needed i cycle through a lot of music <laughs> now that i now that i think about it i i didn't run to to it or to our our other song of the week a song that david brought and uh again the sickness got in the way of our proper proper songs of the week i guess um but um but yeah before we move on from from drake so yeah sort of the end of it i feel like there were some lyrics too that like competitively like sort of like we're we're sort of like i don't know there's like a little bit of like trash talking and stuff like yeah uh, i can see how how uh you know, those line up against those Dutch, but at least like you've got the Drake, the the, the Drake, you know, at your back. So um, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. When I, when I do run to hip hop, the stuff I like usually is stuff lyrically about how, you know, whoever it is, think of the song came from nothing and no one ever believed in them. And now look how, <laughs> look how well they've done. You I know? struggled. <laughs> yeah, and, and I can internalize and take that vibe to be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm not really running that fast, but it's a, it's a personal yeah. battle. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can internalize their feelings. So I, I'll try that with the Drake song as well. See if it works. Find your inner Drake. Find yeah. Aubrey. <laughs> I mean, so I actually was listening to Drake at the a different Drake album, an older one. I don't remember which one. Um, not that long ago at the gym because I'd never heard it and someone had mentioned it. But I, I wasn't listening to it running. I listened to it while uh, lifting weights. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember which album it was, but I can say that it did not. <laughs> it did not work for weightlifting it did not it did <laughs> and i had to like turn it off and, and like finish later but um but maybe for running it's a different story it, it might have been the honest well actually i don't know it could have been a few different albums because he's got a lot of like silver songs but um... he's got a lot of stuff too so who knows he's, yeah like, he does. he's a little all over the map and i should say Quite i don't prolific yeah and i don't run and lift to the same music generally different stuff works for each so yeah it's tough to say a lot of like edm for lifting really yeah huh. that works sounds yeah <laughs> like <laughs> well, that's funny yes i mean so much of it is personal too because i let my I like favorite are, i like when trevor and i disagree on songs because it's not like the song is good or bad it's like just does it work for you yeah, yeah does it work for you does it work in that context we've had songs that one of us might have liked um but just didn't work for as like a running song but did for the others so um, so that's cool too. And so your training is probably a lot of lifting too, I'm guessing. Cause you do, yeah. you're, you're like a short distance, like speed, like what, what does that look like to try to just keep improving in, in the short distances? Yeah. So I have a specific coach for weightlifting and then a specific coach for on the track. And then I've got like my dietitian and sports psych. So everybody's got their own little like role, which is super cool. I've got a great team. Um, my strength and conditioning coach does a great job of working with my track coach. He'll be like, Hey, like I'm seeing that her hip flexors are pretty weak during, you know, long jump. I want her to get her knees up higher. Next thing you know, I'm doing like some hanging abs with my knees up like to my chest for like ever. And so my, my coaches just kind of work together to, to come up with something in the gym that, that targets my weaker points to strengthen them. Very cool. We we have we have well Dave doesn't even use a watch, so um he's completely analytics and and coaching free, I think. But uh oh yeah, I go you, I go, you've got I a go whole with raw team dog of experts. <laughs> he raw dogs the gym, he's just out there. I raw dog the gym. Last week I was in London and I was at the gym lifting weights and I, I did I couldn't even 
use dumbbells with pounds because they had kilograms and so i was like oh, yeah. super raw dogging the gym just <laughs> didn't even know what i was lifting what i was throwing up there when i was throwing myself back on the bench you know yeah <laughs> oh my god that's so it reminded me of that meme what the heck is a kilometer yeah exactly yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah that's um that's the most american right like, yes it was. yeah it was like an american thing yeah i was in the the gym in london yelling what the hell is a kilometer <laughs> uh, actually yeah I, the same thing happens when you hop on a treadmill sometimes abroad and it doesn't go to miles per hour yeah oh yeah that can be confusing uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um and so i i guess unless we get too back on track and talking about running we, we better get back to music so um um it, so we had another song of the week, which was a song that Dave brought. Um, did you happen to to listen, Beatrice? No, I don't think so. We'll okay, see. we will we will come back to it then. It was a song called what, Five Days in a Coma." Five Days in a Coma" by Yikes. Yikes! Uh, which is it's a brand new new band from Stockholm, um, and the the song just came out probably about six months ago. I picked it because I knew I was going to be seeing them live in London. <laughs> Which, and I did a week ago today um and it totally ruled and that that evening was probably part of the reason I got sick again <laughs> oh. but but the band was great it was two bands on tour from Stockholm playing uh at a small a small club in Dalston in North London so wow I bet it was worth it though it ruled yeah it was such a fun night and both bands were totally amazing and and the pub was really cool and yeah the whole the whole vibe was really cool both very interesting bands actually um both had like lead singer and like somebody doing like like a dj type and then one band the yikes the band with the song of the week that was it it was just two guys <laughs> one guy just, just two dudes just two dudes yeah one dude was like a dj one was singing the other band had like a dj singer and then like uh oh no a dj person and then a singer and then a guitar player no but none of them had drummers interesting very very electronic but very high live energy oh so okay yeah because i was about to ask what like genre or like well, I don't know. I mean, they'd probably call it a, a cooler genre name that I've never heard of. I would have called it like, I don't know, Electro Clash. Like dance punk, like yeah. EDM type. Like but mix? different kind. Well, different kind of drum beats, though. Like, yeah, I mean, electronic for sure, but but older style drum beats. So like more like to me, it's more of like an early 80s vibe. Uh, I'm kind of excited to listen to this though. <laughs> very, a very cool band actually. It was a really awesome live, and then the other band, Lovers Skit, also from Stockholm, was also really good. Um, really cool <laughs> show. Yeah, interesting with yeah the DJ setups. Yeah, to me it it sounded like um, and these I don't know if you even necessarily know these bands that were mostly from the '90s, but like it had like a little bit of a like the Crystal Method. Um, do you guys know that band or Fat Boy Slim? Even like a little I, bit of that sort of. I do. Yeah, good point. Very Chemical Brothers. Yeah, Chemical Brothers, like all that sort of 90s EDM. Let's call it EDM light. Yeah, after the COVID light theme. Yeah, sort of a little bit little bit on the EDM side, but also with like a bit more like singing and like sort of melodic sort of aspects to it too. You're explaining and making, making a lot of sense why I like these bands um, as, as a 41-year-old man. What, why I like these bands that you think sound like they're from the 90s. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah yeah well okay um, and and i was prepared to say that i i like the song and i and i can see how it runs for people and and go out and boldly say that it, it didn't quite run for me because i like sort of like 
more like down tempo, like chiller, sort of uh, more mellow stuff when I yeah. run generally. Um, but I didn't actually run to it at all. So I, I, I think I'll have to come back and review it along with uh, along with Rich Flex when we when we run to that as well. Yeah, we'll 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 review them next week because I didn't run to the Yikes song either, even though I suggested it as a running song. <laughs> um, so I, I I don't know if it ran or not. I can say that it pairs very nicely with like a bunch of beers from a pub in London. <laughs> we got to make like a playlist. Yeah, and share definitely. It. Definitely. That's yeah, good. with a warning that these songs have not been tested for running. <laughs> None have been tested. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Th- these might not run. Okay, we'll 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 debut the songs that might not run playlist on our our Instagram page this week. Yeah, you yeah. should. <laughs> there we go. And so, um, you're also you mentioned sponsorships, and and sponsorships is something we frequently talk about on on the podcast. We've been We've been angling to get a sponsorship from uh, a, a brand of oat bars called Bobos. Are you familiar with with Bobos, the, the like little granola bars? I'm not familiar, but well, there you go. I, I mean, this is exactly why we should be sponsored. We're just spreading the Bobos uh, right. love and energy everywhere. Free advertisement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, so, what's it? I mean, what's what's that aspect of the sport like? And you've got some big sponsors, and I'm curious, kind of what that what does it mean for you, and how does it sort of like help help with everything or not? Oh my gosh, it's super awesome. Um, but it's not at all what people think. Uh, people hear that you're like a sponsored athlete and automatically like assume that you're financially set for like life (laughs) you're not um it really depends on like what type of contract you have and like all of these things um but like as far as being a nike athlete it was a dream of mine like as a kid and um my parents were like don't don't focus so much on brands whatever they you know raised us to be grateful for what we had but then you know as I got older I I just really loved Nike's stuff and thought they had like the coolest style and so like that's all I wanted anyways and for me to get like sponsored by them when that's like my favorite company was just like the cherry on top it was the coolest thing ever and uh I've gotten to go to so many different events I've gotten to be a bunch of a part of uh like a part of a bunch of like different you know projects like nike strength so they just like launched a nike strength line which is like dumbbells and like squat racks like nike has made them and like so i was a part of that and i think lebron james was on that too and russell wilson so like they got me with these that's cool (laughs) like super famous people that are in the same like i'm in the same post i'm like oh my god that is so cool um but they've also like connected me to a lot of amazing people in person I've gotten to meet a lot of my heroes so like I met Carl Lewis and like nearly fainted like I was such a fangirl and I had met him before when I was like 16 so for it to become like a full circle kind of moment to like meet him again as a Nike athlete it was is the coolest thing ever I met Shakari. I thought that was super cool oh wow Um, (laughs) yeah and I also met uh caster semenya um i don't know how to say their last name oh i don't know the 800 meter runner oh cool nice yeah that's a tough tough distance (laughs) yeah and uh i don't know it was just like really cool to be a part of like that community and for them to like i don't know just make me 
feel just as much of a, an athlete as them. So they're they're helping athletes with disabilities by, you know, including me. And it, it's just really cool and, and being my sponsors and supporting me. That rules. That sounds amazing. And it's cool that you got, you know, sponsored by the brand that you loved. You didn't have to fake it. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, good. I don't have to throw away any of my clothes. Yeah, yeah. All I already own. That's awesome. That rules. Yeah. I think, and and I, yeah, I think I, um, I think I first saw you run, was it Rio? Was that 2020 Rio? No. No. What was 2020? 2016. 2016. Japan, right? Yes. So Tokyo was 2021. uh, But there were, they they called them 2020 because they were. That's right. Because they printed the merch already. So they're like, (laughs) so like, I let's keep calling it 2020. You guys know it. You You guys know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, in any case, I remember sort of, um, following you sort of seeing, seeing you, um, uh, on the Paralympics. And then I think you had an REI sponsorship. Cause I remember walking into REI one day and being like, is that, um, is that Beatrice? And, um, and I thought it was so cool. Um, my son is a wheelchair user. So we just love seeing just like any sort of representation and, and advocacy for disabilities and and all that so that's very cool that that nike's so pro on that too yeah nike's taking big steps um at that time so nike was like my second big like sponsorship that i had so my first sponsorship that i had was a toyota sponsorship but it was just like for a year um for making the games and then now it's mm-hmm. i'm sponsored by nike and um but like at that time I was just doing a bunch of modeling. So I wasn't like sponsored by ASICS or REI or uh, Lululemon. I was just doing a bunch of modeling for them because they wanted all these other companies are trying to jump on this like inclusivity mm-hmm. train, which is amazing. So they're they're showing the diversity and like, oh, it, it's just like been cool. Um, and now I no longer model as much because I'm connected to Nike. I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can't just whatever yeah. it could only be maybe a nike modeling gig and yeah that's only... the only option <laughs> yeah really at that point yeah what you don't you don't really you wouldn't even really need or want any of the others i, I suppose too especially if that's the 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 stuff that you prefer anyway um yeah. even before the sponsorship that's awesome i got i got stopped in uh washington square park recently by someone who said they were a, a modeling scout and asked <laughs> And asked if I was available on a certain date to to be in a an ad for what they called a major footwear athletic footwear company. That's interesting. <laughs> I had to say no though I was I wasn't going to be around and but and they wouldn't tell me which company it was. Oh, see. Yeah, <laughs> the point is I'm still I can still do modeling gigs. Um, <laughs> he said I, you can't. But yeah, <laughs> but I can. Yeah, exactly. And despite the fact that that one didn't happen, who knows? I'll keep walking through that park and see if another one <laughs> comes up sometime soon. Up every day at two p.m. Yeah, there's that guy again. He's <laughs> there. He is. Yeah, he's getting for this one. Yeah, doing that weird walk he always does. <laughs> <laughs> he's running to Rich Flex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That might become my new running song. We'll see. Oh, who knows? It gets yeah. me hyped. So. I'm going to give an honest review of it. Just unfortunately, it'll be next episode. <laughs> uh, it'll be a shock if, if Rich Flex becomes my song and the Yikes song doesn't run for me. That's also a possibility. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, it could have. So far, we've only brought songs that we know sort of run for us. But uh, yeah. 
yeah, it could happen. Um, and I think I'm sort of thinking on the sponsorship side, since we're struggling to to be sponsored, maybe we should just become a sponsor. Although it sounds like Nike does a lot of really cool stuff that is far out of our reach, but maybe we should just go ahead and sponsor somebody, Dave. That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we we might have to start with a, a lower level athlete, but you know, think of how many people run the New York Marathon, for instance. Yeah. We could get somebody. We could get somebody and wave Jay. <laughs> For being a sponsored athlete, we'll get them a singlet or you know yeah. some sort of shirt that says Power Motion Picnic Hour. I love it. We've been thinking about this whole thing backwards. I think so. And yeah, this is a breakthrough. Like little picnic baskets too. Yeah, and we're their team or something, right? So we have to be there like to support and give them like um, their water bottle along the way and their yeah. their, their gel yeah. pack or whatever, whatever they want, really. As 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 the financial um, integrity of the podcast continues to go downhill, as we continue <laughs> to go further and further into the red <laughs> through through a strange decision. Dad, like the, have you seen the the fridge on American Dad? Like Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going farther and farther into the wrong color. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I'm cool with it. Well, sometimes you got to spend money to to make money or or something. That's right. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Um, yeah. To let everyone know, we're starting to run low on time, so I don't know if we have a. We are. Yeah, I guess um, Beatrice. Any last uh, any anything we didn't get to that you wanted to say uh, to the listener or um, anything in general? Yeah, what's up? Uh, not much other than just like been super cool being on the podcast it's really awesome that you guys reached out to me as like a, a paralympic athlete to just kind of help um the paralympic movement grow you guys are doing your part as like allies to the disabled community so we really appreciate that um and like yeah just whenever you guys can tune into any paralympic events that'd be really sick awesome yeah we will thanks for thanks for being here yeah, i really enjoyed the, the talk thank you again so much um and good luck with all the all the training and we'll we'll definitely watch for you in uh in Paris next year. Yeah. Thank you. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Oh wow, what an awesome talk. That was amazing. Thank you again so much, Beatrice, for coming on and, and being our special guest. Thank you, Beatrice. That was that was really awesome. Um thank you so much. And uh best of luck with all the all the continued training and, and awesome running. Yeah, and uh, good luck with the GoFundMe. I think we'll we'll share that on uh, on our socials, absolutely, and wherever we can. And maybe, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have uh, included on the jersey of a, a future power, power Motion Picnic sponsored runner. We'll have the yes. the link, <laughs> the, the the link, yeah. the link written on the back of a singlet in a race. Yes, that sounds great. We're happy to do it. Um, all right, so let's see. I, I think. Um, should we pick up on a, a little bit more mailbag or do you want to jump into some, some other business? I think people want to hear mailbags. Let's do a little bit of that and then we'll, we'll ramble on wherever, wherever the road may take us. Okay. I do. There's, there's one very important one. Um, couple that we might need to put off. Um, got a quick one and, and outbound, um, outbound into, into a response. So okay. reached out to um, Chinese ultra runner, and uh, North Face sponsored athlete, um, Jai Shang Shen. And he is a very good runner, like, like kind of, well, like top 10 in, in some of the biggest sort of ultra races. Um, and he was, he was very, um, very happy uh, to be asked to be special guest, but responded that he does not really speak English. Um, 
so we had to decline. But we really appreciate the response, and we'll be rooting uh, rooting on Chai Shang in in his 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 upcoming races. Yeah, definitely, and definitely one of our best reasons yet we've received for someone declining. Correct. Yeah. We have to we have to presume it's why Benet, um, the French runner, also was unable to join. Um, uh, same reason. So, yeah, we, cer- we certainly understand. And I was in France last week, um, and I can confirm that my French is certainly not good enough to conduct any kind of understandable <laughs> interview. And uh, whatever I was doing <laughs> over there was, I don't know, very experimental forms of communication. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have even been able to write a message back uh, uh, in either French or, you know, Mandarin or or anything else in in terms of like I'm unable to speak your language. So yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed even by by that. Exactly. Yeah, they're already levels ahead of what I was doing. Whatever I was doing. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. Do you have Do you have one or should I should I open my last one? Uh, Let's know. I have no more mailbag that I remember because I keep my mailbag in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I only have the one that I mentioned earlier. Only the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, this was one that uh, that hit the mailbag from uh, listener Dan. Um, he has a, a young apprentice that 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 he that lives with him who has been sort of defiantly uh, running in Crocs in, uh, in sort of central northern Vermont um, uh, as it's getting quite cold. And um, I think to listener Dan, this seems a bit outrageous, but. Um, was looking for some advice from the running community in terms of, you know, on the one hand, he doesn't listener Dan clearly has a free spirit and wants to, to let, let the apprentice uh, do the same. But on the other hand, I think is a bit concerned about uh, health and safety. Yeah. As he should be. <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds like a rough, a bad idea. Um, I think cro- Crocs are actually, I've never worn them and, and I never will, but I think they're actually probably a good recovery <laughs> sandal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a pair of UFOs. Um, yeah. Or something like that. I, I, I actually don't have any kind of recovery sandal. The closest I have is um, my Lamello ball Puma basketball shoes, <laughs> which I sometimes wear for recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have worn Crocs, but rarely to I rarely to never uh, to actually run in them. Um I think I might go on this one with the the old tried and true uh, power motion picnic hour uh, advice to you know whatever feels right do that. Yeah, and exactly, and my own personal philosophy of I'm not going to tell anyone <laughs> what to do. <laughs> what to do? Yeah. yeah. So, so... Uh, as wrong as it sounds, and it certainly sounds quite wrong. <laughs> just keep running, little man. You'll find whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah, I think I think I think eventual injury will 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 be the only one to 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 convince this uh, this 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 free spirit. Otherwise, I think early episodes of this show featured you and I talking about years we spent running in incorrect footwear, um, maybe not as incorrect as Crocs in the winter in Vermont, mm-hmm. um, but certainly we we talked about running in like extremely old, worn out New Balance sneakers that were injuring our legs. Correct. Yeah. So from that perspective, maybe we should actually recommend against this activity. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we, we should recommend it. But I'm not sure if I would have listened until I actually hurt myself. So that's true. Yeah. Now, now, now the 
the listeners empowered with this imp- information and 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 can go ahead and make a choice. Uh, I, I don't remember informed if, choice. Yeah, I don't remember if I've ever brought this up on pod or not. But the first time I ever showed up, I think I probably have. The first time I ever showed up at a track practice was fifth grade, and I wore a pair of um, those black Reebok pumps with the pump that looks like or- an orange <laughs> basketball. And my my coach was like, <laughs> was like, you need to get running shoes. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, those aren't running shoes. I'm like, I was like, these are the best shoes in the world. That <laughs> was something like that. And anyway, I, I did end up getting running shoes. Um, but uh, I didn't think he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> that yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't add, I don't think they advertised running shoes on TV back then. In uh, this would have had to be, I don't know, 93. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they advertised like, I, well, I mean, they definitely advertised like, like Nike sort of advertised things, right? Like, you know, I, the Bo, Bo Jackson ads and stuff. So, I guess those were like cleats. You don't think they advertised running shoes? I mean, well. I do remember the Dan versus Dave advertisements from the lead up to the Barcelona Olympics in 92. Yeah. And those were decathletes, but I think those were cross trainers they were selling. Oh, right. Right. Um, do you remember that? That Dan and Dave was, this big, and then like Dan was actually Dan O'Brien, right? He was actually like a legitimate, like serious athlete. And Dave was a guy who was a, an Olympian, but maybe just a guy good enough to make the Olympic team, but not really competitive. Yeah. And then somehow during the trials, Dan screwed up on the, I think it was on the pole vault and he didn't end up making the team and he didn't make the Olympics after they'd run all those ads. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And he was the better athlete. And I, if I remember it, and this is all, this is literally me trying to remember from 31 years ago. Um, something I probably read in sports illustrated for kids <laughs> after the fact, which I did have a subscription to um, was that like, if Dan had just, gone for like some kind of safe opening height he would have qualified but he tried to go for more and he just like you get like what three attempts and he just triple faulted or something oh man can't wait to hear the corrections in the mailbag from that one yeah (laughs) as i try to remember a 31 year old story yeah yeah well it'll be exciting to to learn what actually happened um yeah so does that answer your question, listener Dan? <laughs> I think I think we've given listener Dan a lot a lot to think about, a lot to work um, with. There, yeah. yeah, a lot to work with. Um, so we have bird of the year, um, a big one. This is kind of like the world championships for for birds in in some ways. Should, okay. should we should we go through some some results? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, uh, we'll start with an honorable mention, um, some sort of warbler. Um, in third place, the bronze goes to the Eastern bluebird, uh, with 14% of the vote. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, hummingbirds coming in second, uh, taking the silver with 29% and, uh, gold medalist 2023 power motion picnic hour bird of the year is wrinkle the duck. Yes. Wrinkle. 57%. I'm going to edit in some cheering noises. It's going to be and, awesome. And some of our uh, more math skilled listeners could already guess how many people participated and voted in this, I bet. They they probably can. Although it so, could be any any factor of that of that that's, calculation. That's true. So I'd like I'd like to hear that coming into the mailbag. Um not any specific, you know, uh listeners who are really good at math, mom, but uh <laughs> <laughs> let's anyone really can do it, but well, yeah, and if if they're that good, um, 
and we'll have our our data science intern certainly check all this as well. But um, there was also a write-in. Uh, oh, let's hear it. Yeah, uh, chickadees. That's good. Yeah. So maybe, maybe next year, then, chickadees. Yeah, that takes that takes wrinkles percentage down a little bit. takes takes all the percentages down a little bit. So do that math. I, I know this is our first year for the Power Motion Picnic Hour Bird of the Year. Um, but I already feel like no one's ever going to beat Wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkle's going to win this thing for 30 years. Yeah, definitely a perennial achiever in the the, the birding world, uh, particularly where it intersects with with running. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the best uh, running birds that, that I'm aware of. Um, although who knows? Yeah. Ostrich. I mean, that's a, that's a big, a lot of running ostriches. Yeah. There's less running ducks. So that's yeah. what that's what makes Wrinkle special. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that sets Wrinkle apart. <laughs> <laughs> His uh, participation in, in in major marathons, um, his his blatant uh, lack of of respect for the rules. Um, yeah, uh, it's all good. Yeah, um, not many not many marathon runners are that well known, especially when they only finish like half a mile, right, right, <laughs> or whatever it is that Wrinkle did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, standing in for all those all those nameless uh, participants in 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 Mexico. Um, that's right, that's right. Um, let's see. So I don't know anything else you've got. I guess we can. Uh, I don't have any any you know mailbag or bird related things, but um, we could go to to weekend running this eighteen day week that we just oh, yeah. seem to go yeah. on and on. Uh, usually we we start with that. Um, as as we mentioned earlier, both of us have just been sick <laughs> again. <laughs> so I've done very little running. Uh, I haven't run in a week and a half, but my last run a week and a half ago was um, I ran in Paris for a nice 10K around the Seine. Oh, excellent. As, as promised, last episode. And um, it was, it was well, it was just wonderful, I guess. That's all, that's all I can say about it. It was perfect. Um, running around Paris, looking at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I happened to dress. It was kind of cold, but I dressed just perfect. So that's mm -hmm. always nice, you know. And yeah, just ran, didn't quite run to the uh, Eiffel Tower because that would have made it um, farther uh, than necessary. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just no, ran, ran down to the river, ran around, ran by, what do you run by? Ran, ran through Le Marais, by uh, Hotel de Ville, by um, uh, Notre Dame, the Louvre. Um, Tuileries, uh, you know, Musée d'Orsay. Um, what else? What else do you run by? Um, I don't know. Every, you know, whatever else. Whatever it's else a, is there. Very cool. It's a very iconic uh, run. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I, I thought about trying to run to the to the river in London, but um, was a bit concerned about all the 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 cross all the crossings I'd have to do. Um, the, the, the still adjusting to the direction of traffic and and thinking that the river was a little bit far to to get to um that yeah. way it would have been nice to just run along along it i'm presuming there's like some some good paths and stuff but getting there and back seemed a bit too too daunting yeah i was in london as well you and i were both in london but we didn't cross paths um mm -hmm. i think you got there right after i left maybe and yep i didn't yeah i didn't do any real running in london uh the closest i did was while walking across London Bridge, I uh, I was singing Park Life by Blur, and, <laughs> and and doing the like that little high step and dance he does in the video. Um, 
<laughs> in the video for Park Life, if you or, or any of our listeners know it. Um, that that's the sort of like running. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was yeah. doing that. Um, that's the being in in London just turns me into characters I've seen in um in British, you know, movies or or music videos. Yep, yep. So um, let's see. But so I I have despite not running, I I I started post uh, Kilkenny race to work on some strength training. So I've been going to a gym and, and a, a, this, this guy gave me a very specific program to help improve running and all sorts of, you know, happy to talk more about that on, on future episodes, if, uh, if of interest, but um, the point being, it was all sort of to be a supplement and like a catalyst, like addressing some of the, um, some of the weaknesses I had identified at the race. And uh but then I've just stopped stopped running, so <laughs> it's kind of defeating the purpose. Um, but are you doing the strength training? I am. I've, okay. I've been pretty disciplined about the the strength training. I'm 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 getting stronger, so that's good. Um, and I guess once I start running again, it'll be maybe it'll all kind of come together at that point. Yeah, it'll be very helpful. I lo- I love strength training almost as much as I love running. Um, I I could almost have a another podcast, <laughs> like a you know, mirror podcast with almost similar jokes and references um, and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, they do help each other. They complement each other nicely. I think they do. Yeah. I, I do not enjoy it quite as much. In fact, I, I told, I told them that, that this upcoming week I'm, I'm going to take the time because I've been able to block off, you know, some solid chunks of time pretty regularly to, to do this. Um you know, Monday and Friday mornings. And I told them next week, I've got to use that time to run because yeah. I've been having a hard time, uh, you know, finding those windows. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to run next week and then sort of get back to it, hopefully in a place where it's at a, a healthy balance. Like it, uh, you know, like I was intending. Well, maybe next week um, we could, the, the week, the theme of this week's episode was sickness. <laughs> Sickness, <laughs> and uh, maybe the theme of next week's episode will will be about getting back, getting back, right? getting back yeah. into running after some sort of a break, whether it's injury or sickness or well, or whatever. I, I love it. Yeah, a little comeback. Um, and yeah, we're probably approaching how many episodes are in season two of Twin Peaks? I think twenty two. I did think we get, did we get a mailbag correction though on that that somebody uh, said it was twenty eight. Maybe I think I know we we got a mailbag correction about the third season, okay. Which, which I said was eight, and someone else was like, "No, it's some other number." All right, so twenty. We we think twenty two, but we'll, we'll yeah. I think have the intern uh, verify. Yeah. Um, presuming we get that intern, still um, looking, still looking for an intern. So yeah, yeah applications just haven't seen the right the right the right resume yet. Um, yeah, we might not have posted on the right place. So I'll 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 see if we can get it up on Glassdoor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about what a lovely workplace this is. Yeah. Um, and uh and I guess, yeah, I guess the other big thing is um, you know, it's it's out there. We're we're willing to sponsor you as a runner. That's right. Uh, whoever Break, you might be. Breaking news. So feel free to submit your application for that as well. Or, you know, I'll just approach you at the next. <laughs> New York Roadrunners event. And, approach and, us, or if not, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find you. you. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. It, yeah. It'll happen the, the natural way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, is that are we are we coming to a close of this episode of the Power Motion Picnic Hour? I, I believe we are. 
it's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> this was great. Yeah, I, it was an awesome episode. Uh, I can't wait to find out what happens next week with all these new uh, open, open-ended and intertwining storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. We got some more mailbag. We've got um, we've got another special guest, I believe, as well. So um, looking forward to that. And uh, onward. <laughs> Special guest, Petris Hats. This is the power.